Gamers, we had a massive week this week, and because of that, I am so excited to bring you episode 19 of the Time Attack Gaming Podcast. This time, it's just me and Josh. We don't got a guest this week, but we got some really interesting shit to talk about. I know Josh is excited. Me too. I'm excited, because we're, we're talking about Resident Evil 4 this week. Spoiler alert. That's what we're talking about in the main portion of the podcast. And uh, Josh and I are both Resident Evil 4 truthers. <laughs> and i know we've talked about yeah exactly i know we've talked about resident evil 4 the Josh. original before but now we're talking about the remake again and we got a lot to say um but of course as i mentioned previously i am here with none other than josh statics how's it going everybody i hope you guys are having a fantastic week so far and if you're not hopefully this episode will entertain you guys in the slightest so we are in the words of uh, eddie murphy from coming to america we are very happy to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like we are every single week. Because after we're done recording the podcast, we're kind of just thinking about the next episode for the next week. Pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. It's like, it's it's really our chance to kind of hear from you guys. And, uh, you know, we get lots of feedback from you guys on the podcast, which we love. Um, and... Uh, we love just coming up with new ways to make it entertaining, experiment with different ideas. And of course, uh, you know, maybe we get to talk about topics we don't normally get to talk about during the week. Yeah. I know that's a big thing for me because um, my channel is very horror focused. But uh, yeah. Josh, you get to talk about a lot more varied topics yeah, so, on your page. So, sometimes sometimes I deviate from video games and talk about like comic book or that's true you know pop culture things but it's all fun though (laughs) i have i have no business talking about like pop culture shit i just i just games are really the only thing i have well dragon ball i i i that that i do have like a pretty good knowledge of but hey yeah really it's just games for me (laughs) yeah i mean your name is big gaming so (laughs) that's true (laughs) that is a good point (laughs) yeah Um, and sometimes those uh Like those anime book adaptations, uh, comic book adaptation games can like bleed into each other. So it's like it's all part of the whole uh, nerdy fan base fandom, you know. So like it all circles back to each other at some point. So, (laughs) yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, And and we're going to get into a little bit of that today. Oh, yeah. Uh, with with one of our points but of course we like to do our icebreaker when it's just me and josh with our chance time question at the beginning this is the section of the show where we ask each other a random ass gaming question could be any sort of topic uh kind of like a weird (laughs) you know weird ideas are welcome um i have a very basic question this week josh so if uh i'm cool with getting mine out of the way first because i think mine's going to be the least interesting one this week but i'm still curious about what your answer is um it's a very basic question do you have a least favorite video game character a video game character that when you see this character, you're just like, oh, my God, I, I, I hate this guy. You know, Slippy Toad Man. is one of the characters people always bring up. I'm curious what yours is. That's interesting. Ah, uh, you know, it's funny. Least favorite. Least favorites. Man, I mean, back in the day, it used to be Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. But, oh yeah. man! But I, I I like what they did with him now in the in the uh, reboot timeline. I, I love what they did with him, even though he he's, I do too. Yeah, even though he starts off annoying as a douche, but then he he kind of grows into his own uh, 
way of maturity, which I love. So it's like, damn, I can't, right. I can't use him. Slippy Toad was annoying. Uh, oh, least favorite? I mean, I probably least. said it before, but then I'll probably say it again. But like, Resident Evil fans are going to hate me for saying this, but I will uh, always say Steve Burnside from Co Veronica. <laughs> oh no, that's a that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. That's a good yeah, pick. Some people say Ashley is so annoying, but it's like it's like she's if you play Resident Evil Four like that, she's barely in the game that often. Like most times, you're playing with her, you're doing like one or two missions, and then she gets captured. You're pretty much you know free for the most part, and then you know. Her, you know, people say, "Oh, she's annoying because she say, help me, Leon.' It's just, it's Jared. Go help her ass. Shit. What? Why are you? Why are you not doing your job? Go and, fucking and, help her. And those, <laughs> those moments are rare. Like, yes, right. yes, she's technically with you for for the vast majority of the game. Yeah. But but you're you're not really noticing that she's a a direct source of potential harm i guess yeah. like that that only comes up in in certain circumstances so um i actually like ashley as a character you know what uh you know, in my opinion to to continue uh, to answer your question who's like annoying uh who, who's like my least favorite character um for gta there's this character named manny Escuela. i do not like this guy at all so this guy, he, <laughs> which which GTA GTA four. So he's from. Okay. I made a video about him, which I probably link at the bottom again. But um, basically, I basically I don't like Manny Escuela because he is this guy from GTA four who is in a uh, community activist sort of say, and he's trying to like better his community by getting rid of drugs and things that's ruining the communities uh, on the streets. But really, he just likes to have the fame and glory uh, by doing so. Oh. So he has a cameraman that's behind him that's like trying to show. Oh. He's trying to exploit how how hard things is in his neighborhood, and it's based off of like somewhere in um in New York. I don't know it's Queens, where the case may be, but you know, New Li- Liberty City is basically based off of New York City. But um, but yeah. So you're you're doing these missions for him uh, off of Elisa Beta, this character, and uh, and Manny has you doing these things. And the thing with Manny, he's a hypocrite. But that's not the main reason why I don't like him. The main reason why I do not like Manny Escuela is because it's the way he talks. It is might sound fucked up, but I'm a person. I hate when people talk talk repetitively. And they have a lack of vocabulary. When he talks, he's just like, "Come on, man! The streets, man! The streets, man! They, 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 they talk about your mama, man! You gotta do something about it, man! They word up, word up! The streets, man! The streets!" And it's like if you listen to him talking dialogue, you will understand why I do not like this guy. This guy is probably one of the most annoying GTA characters of all time, in my personal opinion. Second person I do not like too. This is from GTA Five. There's this woman named Tanya, and I can't stand her ass either. <laughs> She, Seems like a lot of annoying GTA. Yeah, characters. there are there are, there are a lot of annoying GTA characters. Rightfully, <laughs> there's so. a lot of good ones though. Yes, there's some good ones, but I mean, I mean, they, they're all written well to be annoying. Right. And, um, yeah. Tanya, I don't like her because she's she's during these missions where you're playing as Franklin, and she has you doing these missions to like pick up people's cars and repo them or whatever because her boyfriend uh, is in jail or something. So you're doing a favor mm. for her. And she's always, and then, listen, the thing is, people say, well, you don't have to do these missions anyway, which is true. But, like, even doing so, it's just like, you know, as a 
person who was invested in doing like 100% completions dealing with her can be right. somewhat annoying. I'm not going to lie. So I had time. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and if she's still in the game, she can still be annoying whether it's optional or not. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's why it's like when you said that, like, yeah, she could be annoying. I think, I think those are like the most top two people that come across as annoying in my personal opinion. I'm pretty sure there's more, but this is off the top when you said that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's what we want is off uh, off the top of your head. For me, yeah. first first character that comes to mind for me is Ricky from Xenoblade. Um, for those of you that have played mm-hmm. Xenoblade, he's like um, the furry, tiny little furball character that joins your party. Yeah. He has an unfathomably annoying voice. I'm not going to try to do an impression. <laughs> Look up the English version of it. It's it's unbearable. Yeah. Um, he talks in the third person, which that coupled with an annoying voice mm-hmm. is like the worst. Um, he's he's the first person that 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 comes to my mind. Uh, here's this is a tricky one for me. I like the design of like Genesis Sonic. Yeah. But uh, like modern Sonic characters besides Dr. Eggman, mm-hmm. I generally find like, like all of them, I kind of throw into the same category, like silver shadow, modern <laughs> Sonic. They, they're just, I just don't like anything about the character designs. Damn. <laughs> um, but uh, I like, I love the, the, the chubby, you know, Hedgehog from from the Genesis days, he's cool. Mm-hmm. Knuckles had a, had a really cool design back then. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's those are basically my two answers. You know, simple stuff. But anyone that's played Xenoblade, you know what I'm talking about with fucking Ricky. That's Fuck a, that guy. That is so a, annoying. That is a very fair point. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of any other character. I know that there's a lot of games out there. Modern sure. Sonic and and classic Sonic are literally recognized as two different characters by Sega, and that's because they really feel like two completely different characters. They, I, I I I I believe I, I I'm kind of same way. I do feel like they're two different characters. I mean, if you look at yeah, if you, they really are. If if you ask me personally, this this is a good topic, but like. I kind of like classic Sonic a little more than modern Sonic, and even though modern Sonic is cool because he talks and have a personality, but like. Sure. Genesis Sonic is just it's, it, I, I I just love the design of classic Sonic. I mean, you know the blue bird with black eyes or whatever. It doesn't have like a little green yeah. um, pupil or things around it, and he doesn't talk unless you want to talk about like the more cartoons. But it's just I don't know. It's something about that classic design that's just yeah. It's, it's, and 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 his animations are very evocative of like, yeah. what he's probably thinking. Where he's like he's on this you know adventure to stop an evil scientist, but in his head, he's like, Oh, this is no big deal. I got this kind of thing. Right. Right. Like, you know, that, that kind of stuff is cool. I, I, I like, I like most stuff from the Genesis era. And, and I feel like the Genesis gets a bad rap because it was released alongside the fucking super Nintendo, oh, yeah. which is just not fair at all. Well, the, the, but the fun, G- the, Genesis is awesome. The funny thing is like the Genesis had like a, a lease start uh in 1989 and then it was doing it it did, it, it did whatever it can. I think one thing people say about the Genesis like I think I, well Genesis is a great thing. I'm not going to say Genesis is, is a great console, but I think it do yeah. it, it does get overshadowed by the Super Nintendo you know when it, yes. when it comes to like the first party games and RPGs especially but Sega Genesis has some really, they had some good bangers too. It's just, they did. Yeah. It's just, Absolutely. Yeah, they, it just gets overshadowed. I think like, just, I think 
what happens with like Sega is like sometimes you have like a lot of those games that are very westernized that comes in from in the Sega Genesis and then some people may not like some of those more than the ones from Super Nintendo and uh you know but that's like a whole different conversation in itself yeah yeah we we should one day we'll have a Genesis versus Super Nintendo uh discussion maybe we can get uh, some some gen like some Genesis truthers in here and have like a a back and forth me and you right. versus them or something like I, that I, I will say um, this though this but this, <laughs> this is just my personal opinion sure sure I, I think the games that are made from Japan that are on a Sega Genesis are a lot more better than the games that were made from western developers in my personal opinion if you like look at Japanese games for that were developed for the Genesis versus the ones that are Western, the Japanese games are a lot more fluid and you know, they're, they're a lot more fluid. The sound design is somewhat better in some ways. And some games yeah. on like that are developed by Westerners, they are like a lot more rougher around the edges. The graphic design is a bit more gritty looking and dirty and muddy. And so maybe way. they didn't understand the hardware as much. I think possibly, that's probably what Genesis it was. Was pretty unique hardware. Yeah, yeah. It just dawned on my mind. Like, look at it. If you ever play a Genesis game, definitely check out a game that was developed by a Western person and look at the ones from a Japanese person. You can kind of tell a big difference. Or so because like. Even platformers, you know, you know the difference, especially like okay, mm. you might be on to something. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you, and and that can definitely be like one of the, you know, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of talking points for that. Oh yeah, eventual inevitable episode. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I want to know what your chance time question is, Josh. Oh let's, man, uh, see, I almost, let's see what you got. I almost forgot mine. So this is a very, uh, it's, the one I'm about to say is going to sound vague, but here's my chance time question. Um, vague questions are fine. Yeah. That, that, that leaves it open-ended for me. I'm going to say this before I start. You ever seen the, the, the Chappelle show? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you ever, do you, do you I don't know. This is like, a, this skit probably might blow past your head, but I'll try to explain it. But like, there is a skit where Dave Chappelle was like talking to like this white guy about like some kind of movie roles or whatever. And then the whole time he's talking to him, He's like thinking about some random shit in his head, and there's this portion where it's like, I wonder what, I wonder with uh, Alpha, what's this, what's that guy's name? Fuck, what's the guy's name? He was in Coming to America. He was always uh, Al Sharpton. No, it was Eddie Murphy's best friend. I forgot his name. He was in Coming to America. This I'm gonna keep talking as I'm researching. Oh, I thought I thought you said Al something. No, I no, because like, I don't I, think Al Sharpton I, I, is in coming to Because I almost said I almost said Alfonso Rivera, but that's the guy who plays. Oh, uh, okay, okay. You said Alfonso Arsenio okay. Hall. So yeah, so he goes. Okay. he goes like I wonder what Arsenio's Hall doing. He's probably somewhere eating, having some cheese thing. And, and, and he, he so he's he have like a thought bowl, and there's Arsenio Hall. He's eating some cheese. He's like, damn. This is some good ass cheese. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen that skit, but uh, but like oh. I, I know like how the Chappelle show works. Right, right. So he's like he's like I want to you know if he probably eats some good cheese, then he get mad when someone tell him how how not good the cheese was, and then show him the same come again. He goes, "How come you didn't tell me how good the cheese was, motherfucker?" He's yeah. him or something. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I, I bought right to, I bought upside you motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, you should tell me how good the fucking cheese was. So like, okay. So now I'm giving you context. Okay, here we go. So, okay. <laughs> all right. So what is a game, what is a game you play that you love, but you got mad because no one tell you how good it really was? Oh, that's a good fucking question. Oh, okay. Hold on. Give me, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I know. 
Okay. So I was wondering why you were providing that context to start. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> because that's happened. To, I mean, that's 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 happened to me with many things in life in general. Right. Um. Uh, um. One of them is Shadows of the Damned on the PlayStation Three. Okay. Is a is a Suda Fifty One game. Uh-huh. No one fucking talks about that game. And the first time I played it, I was like, oh, this it's just such a badass game. You're playing as a guy named Garcia Hotspur. Yeah, it's a third person shooter. You're playing as a guy named Garcia Hotspur Mm. and he's got a gun with a skeleton with a skull on it um, that talks to you named Johnson. Yeah, the game is fucking awesome. Um, uh, And that that's the first game that came to my mind. Yeah. Um, however, one game that I wish people, I guess, pushed me to play sooner, or I guess maybe I, I wish I pushed myself to play this game sooner, um, would be Silent Hill 2. It, that was a game I played <laughs> last year Yeah. after being like, yeah, I'll get around to playing Silent Hill 2 eventually. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll like it because I hear nothing but good things. Yeah. I had no idea how that w- would go on to set the new narrative standard for me in games. I've never resonated with the game's story like I have with Silent Hill 2. Mm. Um, it completely changed the way I look at storytelling in video games, the way I, the way I look at character development in video games, the way I look at games as art. Um, so, yeah, I think that answers your question pretty good. That, I, I, I think that's my favorite question you've ever asked yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> it's just like, that's an awesome question. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just like, it, it's just... It, it, it's, it's such an interesting uh because like it's just the reaction i just like um yeah that's a good that's a good one but what's 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 yours so for me it's two games and they're they they're, they've been they're they're like you know they've been, they've been like a few years released but uh for me it's sure. uh it's spider-man the 2018 game for uh from sony oh yeah you played that fairly late yeah, didn't you i played that super late that in red Dead redemption 2 and i was like why the fuck did people didn't tell me it was that fucking good? <laughs> so, so were, were were people in your friend group not not playing these no, games? I guess because because many many people in the world were. No, like, these are popular games. No, the, the, the thing is they were playing it. But here's the thing with me: I'm the kind of person when people overhype stuff, I tend to ignore it because uh, he got, me too. He me be, too. Because. You know, what happens is if I play something and you tell me it's that great and I play it for myself and then, you know, I'm going to take what you said in consideration. I'm going to look for the things that's going to wow me. And if I don't feel that, then I end up being upset instead of appreciating mm-hmm. it for what it is. That's why I, sure. I ignore people when they when they tell me stuff. So when I played it, I was like, damn, this is really that fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Minus the... Oh, they weren't, they weren't lying. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> lying. Now, the only thing I didn't like about Spider-Man was the, uh, everybody knows these probably, but the Mary Jane missions. But uh, outside of yeah. that, it was fun, so... <laughs> I stopped playing the game because of Mary Jane missions. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that's a shitty reason to stop, but it's the truth for me. You know what's funny? I think we probably, we probably might've talked about that a few, few episodes ago. I think we did. I'm getting deja vu about this conversation, Josh. Yeah. No, but, it's cool, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I gotta give it to you, man. That's a, that's a creative question. And, Thank and, you. and the second you asked it, I thought of shadows of the damned. Right. Um, cause like, cause like, it's just a cool game. There's, there's, there's so many games out there where it's like you know what i got another one i think for me is uh dead rising one dead rising one. the very first one 
I played that um, all the way through like a few years ago, and I was like, this game was actually oh, pretty. You were, yeah, you were late, late. Yeah, to that game. well, like, I played it before when it came out. I played the demo, but I never got the full game. Oh, and okay. So like when I, I when I played that beat, I was like, this game is actually fucking good. Like not many people in my circle was talking about Dead Rising like that, but like when I played, I'm like. This game was actually pretty good. Like the story is cool. The um, mechanics are interesting, and then like the replayability is cool. Like it's a really well-made game. That, you know, and I was like, why the fuck nobody talk about this shit? So so high. This it's a good fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's that's Capcom at its signature over the topness. Yeah. Honestly. Uh. Really. Really is. But uh. Those are two. Two good answers. Uh, I gave two good answers, and yeah. that's what we like to do. We like to open the podcast <laughs> with chance time before we get to the nitty-gritty. Um, although I do want to ask Josh. We always ask each other this. What's up? What have you been playing the past uh, the past two weeks, really? What have you been playing? Uh, uh, what's What's been your main game you've kind of been going back to or playing through um, since we last uh, talked about this? I played a little bit of Dragon Ball um, Z Kakarot a bit. I haven't really deep do a deep dive in it, you know, because I've you know worked and everything, um, which I plan to get out that bullshit at some at some point. Um, uh, I've been playing that. I was just been checking it out, see how big the world is and such, and it's pretty interesting. Um, I did was checking out some emulators. I'm not gonna lie, I was playing like a lot of older games. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> I just want to put it out there, you know. I I own these games. I just want to say, but I, I I was checking out a lot of older games just to relive old memories and see how good they can look and such. And yeah, I've been checking out um, what I've been checking out Soul Calibur, uh, Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi Budokai Three. Uh, which oh is man, fun. Uh, there's like gem after gem. Oh yeah, and then uh, what else we played? There's this old ass game like Ready to Rumble Boxing, like for like the sake of drinking. That is an old ass game from like way back in the day. And um, wow, that, Dreamcast emulation is actually pretty good. It it really like they've 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 nailed it. Like you can play a, a really good portion of the Dreamcast. Yeah, and it, it, it is so amazing. And uh, you know what? I'll tell you one game I did play. Not many people probably play it that much it's probably a select, a select few but there's this game on the gamecube it's called Die Hard vendetta and uh that's what i was playing a lot on it um that game is it's it's an all right game i'm not gonna lie but the reason why i like it because there's just some things about it that it gravitate towards me and you're playing you know john mcclain he's trying to figure out some kind of murder stuff and the combat is a little wonky i'm not gonna lie but what I like about the game is like there's moments where you can like interrogate people, put people in handcuffs or whatever, and try to figure out what's what. <laughs> and then the dialogue is just so raw and gritty. It's just it just it just get it just you know it, it's always fun to revisit, especially if you want to fuck around and do some stupid shit. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been. Playing. That's cool though. So like lots of lots of emulation stuff, and uh, also just like uh, messing around in Kakarot when you have the time. Yeah. I want, um, I, I was going to get Gotham Knights, but then I was like, but then I've been seeing, huh. We'll talk about that. Yeah. 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 We'll talk we'll about talk Gotham about Knights. <laughs> Don't worry. I got, I got it. Don't you worry. I, we can't. <laughs> Cause I know you got shit to say, so we'll talk about that. Yeah. That's what, that's what I've been playing. So <laughs> cool. Um, mine, mine's, uh, I, I, I finished up a game called in sound mine. Mm. Um, it was a, it was a horror game released last year. It's it's 
it's it's fine and it has a good story but um performance is is terrible i mean constant frame Damn. drops even on next gen systems um uh constant stuttering and 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 glitching which is unfortunate um i am playing scorn right now oh and scorn has scorn's been getting a lot of talk a lot of people say that this game sucks it's just um you just walk around and do random puzzles Mm -hmm. and i think this is a problem of just maybe a different marketing strategy needed to be uh um address like maybe they think the game wouldn't sell if they advertised it as it really was because scorn i would hardly consider it a survival horror it it is a puzzle fucking game i mean it is a puzzle (laughs) game like calling it a survival horror is a stretch based on what i've seen yes yes the environments are disturbing uh, and there's very disturbing subject matter. The game is gross, oh, wow. and maybe some people could find certain sections scary. Mm-hmm. But gameplay-wise, it doesn't have any survival horror um, elements, in my personal opinion, outside of a few really sparse and 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 you know, not you know, engaging gameplay encounters. Honestly, uh, if you like puzzle games and you like really weird games, mm-hmm. um, you'll like Scorn because I like Scorn. I'm enjoying Scorn. I'm a Scorn enjoyer right now. <laughs> I am. And and it's crazy because a lot of people seem to not like the game, which is fine because that makes sense. Yeah. It's a game made for a very specific group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, for people that are just interested in, in like incredible visuals and and pushing next gen consoles to their, you know, and seeing what they can do. I will tell you this about Scorn. It is a next-gen only game for a reason. Oh, yeah. If you have a Series X or or a PC and you play this game on a 4K screen, the, the environmental detail, the visual presentation of this game is going to blow you away. Oh, I mean, yeah. it is one of the most beautiful games I think I have ever played. And even the Series S version is great on a ten, on a small 1080p screen. Mm-hmm. Series S version looks great. It, you you are going to notice the difference between the X and the S for sure, mm-hmm. 100%. But they both run well. Um, yeah, it, it's I'm I'm enjoying Scorn so far, and I'll have more to say about the game next week for sure. Maybe I'll give like my full impressions. <laughs> um but Josh, I think you should download it and oh, play God. it on your 4K TV on your X just to see what it looks like. Oh my God! You're you're, you're gonna be blown away, dude. Uh, yeah, I gotta stomach the body horror stuff. Uh, well, maybe not then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe don't because the game just starts right off the bat with with that shit. So yeah, I'm <laughs> like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking gross, man. <laughs> it is disgusting. <laughs> it is fucking disgusting. But it's like. I don't know. My like it's like my morbid curiosity is peaked with this game. Right. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, that's that's pretty much what we've been playing and you know, we always like to hear from you guys too and and see what 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 are the kind of games you guys have been interested in. Maybe some weird ones that maybe Josh and I don't have on our radar. We'd love to hear from you. So you can email us at timeattack gaming podcast at gmail.com or just you know talk to us on our tiktok pages josh and i try to answer as many people as we can and we love hearing back especially if you mention the podcast always makes our day yeah um 
Absolutely. But this is my favorite segment of the whole uh, podcast. We do good news, bad news. Josh has no idea <laughs> the stuff I'm going to bring up, and I like hearing his genuine reactions to these things. So it's fun <laughs> for me. And probably confusing for Josh. <laughs> um, so, Josh, Uh-oh. like I like to ask, what do you want first? The good news or the bad news? And I will tell you, this week we have more bad news than good news. I know, I know. <laughs> we don't want to be negative, but it's just the way the dice fell this week. But I'm going to leave it to you, Josh. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> that's the way the crumble. Absolutely. Uh, let's, let's start with the good news then. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we just have one piece of good news, but it's a big one. All right. Um, If we have... if. We've said it before. We're going to say it again. Triple A horror is fucking back, guys. (laughs) Um, We got a Konami presentation with three Silent Hill games and a Resident Evil presentation the day after with two Resident Evil games. I'm going to I'm going to call the the Winter's DLC practically its own fucking game because we're getting an entire story expansion and, and multiple other piece of content. So, uh you know there's there's so much triple a horror on the horizon um you everyone is going to have something to play and the only thing i do want to correct people on is people saying oh horror is back gaming horror is back ah it's 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 been here you y'all just aren't playing indie games (laughs) it never left (laughs) yeah it never left it's just in the indie uh scene has been carrying it but josh what is your reaction to all this um incredible news we're going to talk more about resident Evil 4 later right. so if you want to focus on silent hill stuff um you know i'm gonna let you kind of take the reins here with with what your reaction to all this triple a horror news is so i think i saw i went to go look at i mean granted i, I don't i don't i don't, I never play silent hill like that but i, I really want to at some sure. point but I, you own them yeah, yeah you own physical copies well, uh, of those yeah. games which is nuts I just, I just i just need to play it but um Ah, uh, what was I say? So I did. Um, so they also working on a movie too. Anything? I think I said they mm-hmm. did. Now, okay, make sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I did see all the trailers. Uh, the one that caught my eye, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll definitely get to Silent Hill too at some point. But like the Silent Hill F trailer, I, that yes. one really caught my eye because it was. I saw that it's been written by like a manga artist. Uh, who's I forgot their name, but they said they. Just... I think it's a visual novel okay. guy. Yeah, it, it's... but 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 they, like it's been tra- like it's been created into yeah. Like I think they wrote Higarashi when they cry. Yeah, I believe, and that's been turned into an anime and a manga, I believe. But you know, yeah. any anyone listening, <clears throat> if I'm incorrect, feel free to correct me. Yeah, they said it is. It's like a he. Yeah, but um, I saw the trailer, and then when I was looking at all those little things, that was like grabbing that girl, or whatever. Like I started, th- yeah. I'm not gonna lie, the first thing I thought about, I started thinking about the cordyceps from like The Last of Us. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that from like a visual standpoint. But it was like it was it, 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 that's what it reminded me of. But then when I saw like a twisted flower of of some sort. Yeah, but then when I saw the trailer and everything else, I was like, this is interesting. I wonder what Silent Hill F is going to be going for because it looks interesting. Some people talked to me. They said it looks like a Fatal Frame type of thing, which I like. I'm like, I can see the comparisons sure. to that too. I mean, Japanese horror. Yeah, Japanese horror. Japanese horror is like his own genre. But um, yeah, it, it looks interesting. Uh, they did announce like what, like a four, like a multiplayer game too. I think. 
Um, okay, let me yeah. let me kind of explain that because a lot of people are confused about that, yeah. and I'm really glad you asked that question. Okay. Um, they didn't announce a multiplayer game. It's a multiplayer live experience, is oh, what they're okay. calling it. Oh, so okay. it's gonna be like a choose your own adventure type of show with everyone that's watching it oh, when it's streamed live. Gotcha. It so the concept sounds interesting. I'm 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 not sure how I feel about that just because that seems weird. Yeah. Um, but I I do kind of want to ask you a question about Silent Hill F and get your take on this. All right. How do you feel about the fact that this is a game that is clearly taking place in Japan? Right. When Silent Hill is a location in the United States. Every game's taken place in the United States in the Silent Hill franchise. Right. Now we have one that's taking place in Japan. So it can't be in the actual town of Silent Hill, right? I, How do you think it like what are your reactions to that kind of thing? Because I I'm excited at the potential of what this can lead to in terms of a new path for the franchise, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, I, I guess, in regards to like Japanese culture uh, that we don't know about, like. <laughs> Sure. Even though it is no surprise, like even though like me, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like true crime and mystery and things like that. But like in Japan, um, there the I guess we call it the supernatural or something is a very sure. complex thing there than how we understand things over here. So like really? yeah, it's like how so? It's like okay, for instance, like for one, um, like what we know is like ghosts and such like there's like ghost poltergeists and things like that in sure, japan sure, they had sure. things like um like yurei or whatever and the descriptions of like their ghosts or whatever is like different like for instance if a person was like killed in a violent way or whatever they can like haunt some i'm just paraphrasing they can like haunt so so like certain circumstances right in, in involving someone's death create very specific types of spirits right basically okay yeah, it's, I see it's, what a, it's a very different thing yeah like it's it's like that's why i say like the the supernatural thing in japan is very very um that is very, different it's very, it's, than, than here because here it's just like generic like you you die you become a ghost that haunts things yeah kind of like, thing. like like here it's like if you appear bringing like a ouija board or whatever you can like bring like yeah. unwanted spirits where like japan for what it sounds sure, like it's sure. very it's like a very complex thing to uh, to like to, you know to check out. Like there's like you know demons they call onis and it, 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 there's like a mm. lot. So like it really depends on for like Silent Hill F what the story is going to be. It can be an about story about infections. It could be a story about go- well. The thing is, well, like isn't like the first Silent Hill game or two? It's like isn't it the town? Okay, is, is it is it the town that's like possessed or is like its own entity? Like what is it okay. exactly? Um, that is a great question, yeah. I, and and I can I can. There's a very long answer to that question, but I'm gonna give you the short answer yeah. and save everyone time because um, we do want to have someone on yeah. that is a, a in in my opinion my go to Silent Hill expert. Yeah. Um, her name is Norman Bates Jr. on TikTok. Um, we're we're gonna have her on soon um, to talk all things Silent Hill. But I'm gonna give a quick answer just to kind of loop everyone in and 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 to and to answer josh's question yeah um so um this the town of silent hill is characterized differently in different games okay in silent hill one and three 
it's very much a town where these monsters and these these creatures that appear are like actually really there i like like anyone that's in the town at that time is going to experience these monsters together collectively it's like a um a cult trying to bring like bring about the rebirth of god okay is is creating the circumstances that are allowing this to happen yeah in silent hill 2 the town itself is a conduit to pretty much allow each individual's personal traumas, personal guilts to physically manifest for them as an oh, individual. Okay. So each of them experience their own version of Silent Hill that is catered that and 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 represents their specific yeah. um fears and 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 things like that. Yeah. So it is characterized very differently in those games. So I hope that answers your question and kind yeah. of clears it up in terms of the, the later games, like the Western games. Um, I think they're in line more with silent Hill one and three, like silent Hill two really is it's, it's, it, it's, it's own kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I mean, like I was kind of rambling, but I hope that answers your question. I, I, so, so you can continue more, on your point. So it was more like the psychological effects for silent Hill two. Silent Hill 2 is a, is not like they're they're all psychological horror games okay. in the effect they're supposed to have on the player. Yeah. But Silent Hill 2 is a psychological horror game in the sense that it is literally a physical manifestation of the individual psyche mm, in the game itself, if that makes sense. Sounds like a trippy ayahuasca trip. <laughs> <laughs> ayahuasca. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's that's actually the plot. Everyone just 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 takes ayahuasca and then you meet Pyramid Head. Yeah, and go die. go go get into the ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so fucking random. All right, yeah. So what, what were you talking about before that? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked that well, question. It, 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 well, you can you kind of like answered it, but yeah, it was just okay. Good. I, it, it's it's really interesting what they'll do. It's just um, yeah, because it it's taking place in Japan. There's who. I, I think I think there might be some supernatural things that's going to happen in play. Like Japan is very yeah. there when when it comes to like they're big when it comes to that supernatural type of stuff. And yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that direction. Yeah, like I'm I'm open minded with the direction of the Silent Hill franchise. What I'm not open minded with is how they are going to potentially handle the remake. The remake needs to be handled in a very specific. Let's talk about and it, yeah. careful way because i don't want to spoil things for people that don't know the the main plot points of silent hill 2 so yeah. i'm not going to cover any spoilers here you can continue to listen and josh i ask you to do the same if 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 you're aware of any sign like do you know the big twist of silent hill 2 uh i probably might seeing a glimpse of it but but it's not coming to your mind right uh, now. Well, like, I think it, it's like, isn't the pyramid head? Is well, hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't, okay, don't want to spoil it. My though. fault. My fault. No, ah, my no bad. worries. My bad. Dude. No worries. No worries. We caught you before you did. Okay. No worries. All right. Cool. 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 No worries. Uh, I'm, I'm... <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, um, basically, my point is that Silent Hill Two is a special game for very specific reasons in the way it handles its plot. Yeah. And part of those. 
part of those things are the characterization of James Sunderland. Mm-hmm. And I have a gut feeling that the remake is not going to appropriately characterize James Sunderland as he should be characterized. Oh, okay. And that's my biggest um, concern. concern. Yeah. But but I don't want to go into spoilers because what I'm realizing is there are a lot of people that potentially are going to experience the game for the first time with yeah. this remake. And if it if it does end up being a good game, I would like for them to go in blind. I will say if they can. I will say this when I did see the trailer, because uh, it, it was I mean, we talked about it before. It was rumored that Silent Hill 2 was going to be remade. Yes, um, this has been rumored for a long time. So, like, I guess when I saw it, in my, the first thing that came to my mind, I was like, how come the first one didn't get remake? And I'm and I'm guessing maybe because what that day they had was Shattered Memories, the one that was like, what came for the week. That's the one that covered Silent Hill 1, right, for the week? Bingo. Yep. Is that is um, that is that you, what it was, Ben? You hit the nail on the head. Um, okay. Shattered Memories, uh, I don't even think it's a remake of Silent Hill 1. It's a reimagining of Silent Hill 1, mm. both concept- like, like from a conceptual standpoint, yeah. gameplay standpoint, um, everything. The only things that are the same are the character uh, Sybil, yeah. um, Harry Mason, and his daughter Cheryl. Mm. Those are the only things that are the same. Everything else is completely reimagined. Oh, okay. Um, so I think... Yeah. That could be, and and I love Shattered Memories. Um, I that that could be a reason why they're remaking Silent Hill Two. This is a remake. Silent Hill Two remake is a remake, not a reimagining. They're they're gonna follow main like like the you know the course of the game for sure. Yeah. But um, you know, it remains to be seen. Gonna go in with an open mind and. I, you know, uh, I'm gonna you know. yeah. I'm gonna say this because uh. I had someone that, yeah, that tagged me in their uh, videos regarding Silent Hill 2 being remade. And, yeah, you get tagged on a lot of shit. Yeah, and, and it's like, <laughs> well, I, I, I want to say this in the most respectful way, even though I disagree, but like... Sure, well, yeah. we can we can disagree respectfully. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, the... Uh, so... <laughs> um, You're struggling. Well, because it's just... Uh, yeah, I was listening to his video... You know, I gave love because, like, you know, they're they're when they're, when when there's friends of mine, if they say something I disagree with, I don't stitch them or anything like that. I just leave a like and that's going about my time because I don't want to be that guy. Because like, if we're friends, Absolutely. I don't, don't want to be that guy that's stitching you and say I publicly disagree with you because I don't want my followers to attack their this person. Yeah. You know, just support their content right. and and keep it pushing. I, I'm. I'm the same yeah. way. Like I, you know, some some people love to do that. I don't do that because it's just, it's just, uh, you know, I I find it very distasteful in my personal opinion. But um, while I was watching this guy's video, I won't say his name, but uh, he said like the. <laughs> um, he was just he was like, why not the first one get remade? And then you know he goes on. And he says like the graphics look like. PS3 or something like that, and I was like, "That's I was that's, I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> this is a next gen only game for PS5 right. and very high end PCs. It's, like literally, literally, dude. The recommended PC specs are a 2080. Yeah, that's the recommended specs for medium it's, settings. It's an Unreal, it's an Unreal Engine 5 game. Just 
No, yeah. it doesn't look like a fucking PS3 game. I was very impressed yeah. with the visuals. I'm 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 not sold on the character models art style, but like the graphical fidelity of the game is extremely impressive. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, and, and, and you know, I was watching it and then PS3 cause, cause, game. Well, because one day he said like he felt like the game was not as good as people made it out to be, and it's like, well, that's you know. I'm I'm guessing he played the game a little bit later after the game released, so it's just. Uh, I mean, you played the Wait, game. He, you, you played the game. A little, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's saying Silent Hill Two is not as good as people have made made it, it out to he be. Thinks, he thinks the first one was better than the second one. So like again, like oh I, I can, no, I can't I can't speak to that because that's everyone. Everyone's got their uh, personal taste, but I do recognize that a lot of people love Silent Hill Two. Silent Hill Two is getting a lot of love for a lot of reasons. So it's just it's very you know subjective. Like um. You know, yeah, like from from what I hear, is they say it's one of the best games in the franchise, and and Silent Hill Two is always getting talked about, and I think what it is too, because like there's always going to be people who say that you know a certain game is not that good to them, but people don't. Sure. One thing I will say, like you may feel like a game is not that good, but you can't ignore the impact it had for people in the industry. Yeah. especially like people say, some people say Resident Evil 4 is not the greatest game for the Resident Evil franchise. And it's like, you may feel that way, but impact is a very oh, big yeah. thing when it comes to people. Like some people say Final Fantasy 7 is not the greatest game for the Final Fantasy franchise. You can say that, but again, it's impact sure. in the industry cannot be ignored. There's a reason yeah. why it's up high in the list for a reason. It's impact. Bingo. It's six. Yeah. Six is a better game than seven. Right. But seven had a much larger impact on the industry. Exactly. So th- th- those are two separate conversations. Right. I agree with you. 100%. Yeah. That's that's the thing. You can feel that a game is better than others, but you cannot ignore the impact. You know. Yeah. An impact can, it could be for a multitude of reasons. It could be how how fresh it was at the time. It can go to marketing. It can be so many things. And like one thing for sure, you can never ignore impact. That's the biggest thing you can ne- you can nope. you cannot ignore impact. <laughs> Bingo. Um. And and Josh, I kind of wanna. I think I think that's a really good and poignant way to kind of um transition into the the bad yeah, news section <laughs> here. Um, but 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 I do want to say in regards to that, um, you know, Silent Hill one and two are both amazing, incredible experiences, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, while Silent Hill one is an all is an incredible survival horror game. Yeah. Uh, Silent Hill two is the finest example of games as art yeah. I have ever experienced and, that, and that's what i've been hearing too that's what like i want to try yeah. for myself that's why kind of earlier when i was like i, w- I want to play for myself and not get too overhyped but yeah but definitely <laughs> yeah hopefully i didn't overhype it no far, no, no, that's, no no that's just truly what i believe I, it's not it's not my favorite game ever it's not the best game i've yeah. ever played but if we're talking as uh like games as art you know that conversation we love to have often on this podcast yeah that is my number one right um example yeah for, for me like I, I i will look for art you know some people will play a horror game just to look for the horror within itself just like people want to watch a comedy just for the comedy like for me yeah, just get scared yeah. like to be like ah okay like, move like on, for you me know? i can play a horror game and i might not be scared but i might fight something frightening about it and you know it it, it doesn't mean it's bad you know yeah, or or disturbing or unsettling and not necessarily like right. jump scary or or viscerally scary right you know? It, it, no, I get you. Yeah. I get you. Same with comedies. I could watch a comedy and not laugh, but I could find it enjoyable. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah. Um, and <laughs> and and 
that's a good parallel there too. Um, but unfortunately, as as good news as that was, Josh, we do have to talk about the bad news. And you saved it. the bad news for last. This is on you. Yeah. This is on you let's this ta- week. Let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna knock we we have three points of bad news this week. I'm gonna knock the first one off real quick. Uh, Josh, I don't want to talk about this much, and hopefully this is the last <laughs> time we talk about this. Okay. All right, bro. <laughs> Everyone listening, remember this because it's probably not gonna be the last time we talk about this. But uh, of course, the bullshit with the Call of Duty Microsoft acquisition is still going on. Um, it's causing console fanboys to argue with each other more than ever on Twitter. And <laughs> I am so sick and tired of hearing about this fucking acquisition i don't give a shit about it anymore just close i it. want it to be over <laughs> just 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 god it's like that's all i've been hearing so i had to put it in the bad news section because it's just annoying um we've I, we we've spoken about this yeah, so many times Josh. i'm just tired of hearing about jim ryan bitching that's i don't want to hear about it hey, he's been bitching dude yeah. he's been bitching i'm tired of hearing him bitch about some shit that's yep. all he do is bitch and and that really is the news there like with that and and as Stanley said, enough said with that. Um, <laughs> this one, this one, Josh is going to have a lot to say. So um, recently we hit a pretty big anniversary that Josh has been super stoked about. Yeah. And I wanted to give him an opportunity to talk about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. 30th anniversary, Josh. Um, October 8th. Yep. Is that correct? Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, you know. Mortal Kombat speaks for itself in the gaming industry. However, what a lot of people are upset about, and and, and the second I saw this news, I, I knew Josh was the first person I wanted to ask, but instead of asking him over uh, <laughs> Messenger, I'm asking him here because I want to hear his live take. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're celebrating with a narrative-based mobile game. Yeah. That's what As I recently... the big announcement for the 30th anniversary, a narrative-based mobile game. What do you make of that, Josh? It's the biggest piece of dog shit. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest piece of dog shit. <laughs> Dude, like, what, uh, what the fuck were they thinking? Man, there, you know, there's a reason why I guess the mobile gaming community gets so much shit. Cause it's, and, I, and, and I don't want to give them shit here, but but even they would have to realize that a, a console franchise, yeah. or really an, an, an arcade franchise that, transi- that transitioned to consoles, yeah. your, your next big project should not be the announcement of a mobile game. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not trying to shit on people that play mobile games here. Yeah. I'm 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 just confused. I'm fucking confused. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, I heard about that uh, like a few days ago, and I was like, whatever. <laughs> so like, as as a fan of the franchise, where do you, like, you know, are are you expecting a Mortal Kombat 12 still? Are now, you even well, interested I, I'm, in I'm something not, like I'm this? I'm not even expecting 12, but like, this is how I felt. When they did the announcement, uh, well, when they did, you know, leading up to like Mortal Kombat's 30th anniversary, which was on the 8th, you know, I was sure. hoping, I wasn't hoping for like a new game. Like, no, like, you know, I, you know, it's, sure. it's, it's, these games takes time to develop and they, they could be working on Injustice 3 or maybe some other IP, who knows? But, um, but uh, it was just for me. It was just like the day came, and the best they did was a 30th anniversary trailer to celebrate the game. Granted, those you know they they did put the games on sale; you could buy it cheaper. But even then, it was just like 
damn, y'all could have, like, came up with an event. Y'all could have, like, did some promotion for it to, like, get ready for, like, a, you know, a collection. Like, some people like myself in the community, we, we would have loved a Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3, or even 4, a collection of all those games in the bundle, or something in the lines of Deadly Alliance, Deception, Armageddon, get brought back remastered for today's techno you know, generation. Armageddon, and, bro. Yeah, times. yeah, and, and it's just like, they, and I felt like they dropped the ball big time with that. And it's just like, yeah, they're old games, but people still love them for in, in a good amount of reasons. And they will forever be, you know, known for their PS2, Xbox counterparts, because that's that's about as good as it's going to get. And it's just the way, like, Ed Boone and NetherRealms are promoting it. It's like, here's the 30th anniversary. Here's a picture of how this game was 30 years ago. Here's the anniversary of Mortal Kombat 2. Like, that's now today. They just post a picture on their Facebook saying, here's the anniversary. Here's this look for Mortal Kombat 3 in promotion. And it's like, this is, this is, as a fan, it's like, this is disappointing. And it, and, and it may sound like this is entitlement, you know? But even then, it's just like, damn, y'all could have cooked up something. Y'all could have got with the porters, the backbone entertainment, or someone that could have helped out, you know, getting this stuff ready for, for, for these newer consoles. Yeah, you like know, a side project. I think I think yeah. that's a reasonable side project yeah. to have it's, alongside it's, the development it, of Twelve. It's not. It, yeah, it's it's something to give people to say. You know, to give them to be happy about. Because like, let me tell you something. Ten years ago, they did a Mortal Kombat arcade collection for the PS3, 360, and PC. That was it. And the funny thing is too, there was a rumor, bro, that they were going to remaster one, two, and three. They had new actors. They had, yeah, that new actors. No, shit. no they had new no actors. It's going to be some new graphics and everything else. And then for some reason, it got canceled. You can research it. It was called like Mortal Kombat Arcade H- Arcade Collection HD. Wait a minute. You, hold on, hold on. I got to I got to clarify something, Josh. Yeah. You're telling me they hired new actors to do like They were the, working the, on it, yeah. The like the fucking mocap, not the mocap, but they had like individual pictures for each frame of movement of these actors. They were they had they were going to be HD sprites. Oh my god! I would have yeah, I would have lost my fucking mind. They they were going to do to do that. You can like look up the images uh, on Google or so, and and you see there there are literally. Uh, some screenshots or whatever of what it could have been, but then I think Warner Brothers or NetherRealm they canceled it and then they did they just ported those classic three arcade games for that and it, it just called it a day. And yeah, it, it, it's it is a it's, it is a story that's that's still being talked about to this day, and it's sad. And and it pains me. So when I see them, you know, do how they celebrate their legacy now, it's just like, come on, fam, because. Their rival, even though they're not really a rival rival, but like their rival, like Street Fighter, when they did a anniversary of Street Fighter 2, you know what they did? They had a 30th anniversary and they gave everybody 12 games. Street Fighter yeah, 2, Champion. I remember that. Two, yeah, Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2, Champion Edition, Hyper Fighting, Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Turbo, uh, Street Fighter Alpha 1, 2, 3, Street Fighter 3, 1, you know, the three updates of that as well. And it's all twelve games yeah. in one, and it's just like, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> that's that's normally what um, what 
what fans want, man. They, they like like a lot of time for these anniversaries of of franchises that that still get ongoing support, like non dead franchises. Mm-hmm. If it's an anniversary, man, sometimes all they want, hey, make some of those old games just just re release them for us on modern hardware. We would love that kind of thing. Right. Something something that can be done alongside. I don't think that's necessarily entitlement because it's like there there is a certain level of yeah. expectations for for these massive franchises to uh you know honor things at certain giant milestone dates you know yeah. kirby does it kirby does a, a great job right of that honestly the kirby franchise really does it, you know the funny thing is too like the accessibility to get these games is somewhat harder because you know you gotta you know define like a local movie store or like a game store like a brick and mortar store that holds like these old ass games the likelihood to find them is not easy and and so that's why people have no other choice than to go to alleged sites to uh get some of these alleged games <laughs> allegedly yeah there there is no other option but to do things allegedly till you get these allegedly experiences so allegedly ele- I'm sorry <laughs> god that reminds all this video the guy goes you know legal this guy said uh you know there's legally and illegal legally and then this guy put the little little <laughs> legal legally <laughs> Oh lord! This guy put say that five times. <laughs> the guy put like those SpongeBob from the uh, Patrick the little little little. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Flying Dutchman. Episode. Right, yeah. but like, but yeah, but it's just like, come on, and that's the thing. Like some of <laughs> some of these older companies, and it's like, you know, you're not giving people the accessibility to put these older games on newer platforms so they can enjoy it and play it. That's why. People love remasters. A bunch of people people can't stand remasters, remake. Some of these older games, you know, uh, there are just, there are like a small few of these old games you just can't play them unless unless you play it on older hardware. And yeah, yeah, it's just like, give people, it's like, just celebrate your classics. I mean, sure, is it a cash grab? Maybe, but still, people want it. Give it it up. Let me, let me clarify my point on that. Um, Go ahead. uh, Because like, you know, as as we're gonna hear later, I I did kind of do a one eighty on the Resident Evil Four remake. Yeah. But um, as as critical as I am of most remakes, yeah, yeah. I will say most because I think some remakes are done tactfully and and respectfully yeah. and well. Um, I am always yeah, yeah. a fan of re-releasing old games, mm-hmm. just like maybe just like updating the resolution, like something very simple practically a port of a, a, a fucking re-release of these older games just to make them playable on modern hardware just just to give like that in my opinion is a much better way to move forward with game preservation they're very low effort low but like low amount of money projects it doesn't yeah. take any resources away from the new stuff coming out because a lot of these remakes they're they're having full game development teams full all resources going towards this shit Mm -hmm. so i would much rather the the brunt of the resources go toward new things and then just you know re-release those older experiences for us that makes sense yeah 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 it's just but um yeah it's just like like funny thing is like people don't give Nintendo a lot of props. Like I know people don't. Some people don't like the whole NES, SNES classic, whatever. But like they are like preserving their legacy and putting them into that and give people a way to play them, even though you can't download the games individually or whatever. Yeah. But I I just wish they'd have a full ass like 
Virtual Console was the perfect way to do it. Yeah. And I just wish they would do that again. I, I, I just want Virtual Console on Switch. Yeah. Like that's... Right, right, right. Because cause those games were reasonably priced on Virtual Console, too. They were totally reasonably priced. You pay five five bucks for, for an NES game. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. I won't, I won't you know, <laughs> perfect, but yeah. Yeah. Vers- it is what it is. <laughs> um, I, do, I do think you made fantastic points with Mortal Kombat. And yeah. honestly, Josh, um, I mean, I kind of just agree with you there. I don't really have... Um, you know, much to say on that. Are you cool with us moving on to like, do, do you have a closing statement on that? Or do you want us to move on to the last piece of bad news? Um, random, random note. Uh, go for I it. I did hear that, uh, Microsoft, they say it is a rumor. They said that Microsoft had a pro Sony at one point to put Xbox game pass in their, you know, program. But then Sony told me, I down. heard that rumor. And then yep. there's people making countless videos saying that Sony dropped the ball. And <laughs> it's funny because it's, it's just um, lately, like, you know, you, you know, I don't subscribe to the cost of wars. I don't No, yeah, you know, but, uh, but I, don't, I, I still don't even know which fucking company you have a preference for. Uh, and I've done almost 20 episodes <laughs> of a podcast with you. And uh, I have no idea of which of the three companies you even slightly prefer. Uh, no, like I play a lot of my stuff on Xbox. It's just, uh, I, I just, for me, I, I like having like, you know, achievements, small things. And then I love the yeah. Xbox game pass. The love for backwards compatibility is one of the reasons why I love having it because it, it it gives for me a lot more sentimental value to replay older games and at a higher resolution and frame rate, which I really love. So yep. Some people don't appreciate it, but that's cool. I don't. It's, it's oh, they it, nailed backwards compatibility, yeah. dude. I th- I just downloaded the Xbox 360 version of Condemned Criminal Origins for four dollars oh, on shit. my Series S yesterday. Yeah. it's on sale for four dollars right now. Yeah. Um, I I have Manhunt mm-hmm. from for. for from the original xbox i have symphony of the night oh shit on on, like like yeah it's just fucking absolutely awesome backwards compat but mm -hmm. go ahead with your point so like yeah it's just um god i'm not gonna say sony dropped the ball but i will say that as of lately since you know past the ps4 era since it's been released it's just sony as a company in my personal opinion has been very uh tone deaf and anti-consumer when it comes to you know what fans wants and you know like if people really pay attention well i know some people that they're gonna they're gonna be sony the defense force defenders yeah you're, and, you, you, you've already <laughs> pissed a bunch of people yeah. off so you might as well just yeah keep going. you know there, there's gonna be the, the sony defenders and it's just like you know they make better games they're they're you know they're the best and it's just like you guys are saying like surface level things but i'm not here to get on the sony fans my thing is it's just uh, if you look at their track record, they have done things that, you know, hurt the possibility of fans getting more benefits than need be. If it's true that they turned down, you know, Xbox Game Pass, that's, I mean, well, I mean, they got their own premium thing, which is cool too, but even then, it's nothing like what the Xbox Game Pass is doing. So that's something in itself. There was one point in time where, I don't even remember when the crossplay thing were a thing, and I don't even remember yes. when 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 it was like when Fortnite was in its prime. Well, when, when yep. Fortnite was you know getting you know getting his start with the battle royale thing, 
and there was like some kind of glitch to where Xbox players were playing with Sony players, and then Sony, yeah. there's, there's a Sony Interactive as a company. That was on Rocket League, actually. The Rocket League? Yep, uh, it was on Rocket League. That was Fortnite. Okay, what do you but um, but yeah, they they turned it off, and then I think Phil Spencer made a tweet and said, "Oh, it would have been cool if they left it on." And you see, like from Phil Spencer's point of view from Microsoft, that they're, they're very forward thinking when it comes to crossplay gaming. Nintendo is too, but when it comes to Sony, Sony was the one uh, that just always was like, "No, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that." Yeah, and and, and people like, "Oh," and, and and it's just like. If fans, they were so against crossplay for years, right? Dude. And it's like if you just look at Sony, it's like yeah, you can, you can love Sony for their games, but as a business themselves, it's like they sometimes are fucking you guys, and you guys don't even realize it. Like, they're fucking you guys, and you thank them for it. <laughs> I hate to be like, <laughs> thank you for fucking me in the ass. It's, it's kind of like what Negan said, you know. He said, you know, um, but 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 it's it, it's just. You know, it, it, it's it's just like some people, and, and it is not, and it's not just me just getting on like Sony fans or people in general, but it's just like when you pay when you pay money for your products or whatever that you were interested in, you have to be more. Um, I say you have to, but it's like you have to be more um, in tune of what's going on in the gaming industry because these are things that can affect you too, negatively or positively. And it's just the gamer in you should want the best experience at all, period. No one should have to put up with what a company has to say if you're not getting the you know the full bang for your buck. Because the corporations is working for us as consumers. We're not validating for them. You know, if they make a good product, we'll continue buying. But if they put out shit product, we're gonna let them know. If the product they're putting out is not working to our benefit, we're gonna call them out for that stuff. And Crossplay business stuff. We need to be more in tune. With what's going to be more beneficial for us as gamers, so we can have yeah. a better gaming culture. And that's one of the things. Well, Sony was bullied into it. Yeah. By by us, yeah. by gamers who were like, "Hey, yeah, you guys need to stop this anti-crossplay shit. Right. This benefits no one but your bottom dollar. Right. And gamers everywhere want this. Stop being a bitch. And Sony is still iffy with it on like i i I still don't think they love crossplay yeah i i I really don't and then and then when you hear about the whole jim ryan thing with you know how they feel about it it's just like you get there's been stories about y'all that you have been paying developers or or, yeah developer publisher where they've they've been paying people to keep their games away from game pass or away from xbox and it's just like we talked about it in the previous episode before and it's just like oh hold on i gotta i gotta correct one thing there josh because I I want to make sure they fully understand what you just said. Yeah, he's not saying that they're paying game. Look, both both platforms do timed exclusives true. where they pay for like a year to stay off the other platform. True, true, true. Xbox has done it less than play. Like PlayStation's done it a lot more. But yeah. No, PlayStation is paying for games to not be allowed to be added to Game Pass, even right. if they're Xbox games that launch day in date with PlayStation. Right. We know this now because they had to admit that in these court proceedings. Yeah. They had to admit that they have been oh, yep. paying large sums of money to just say you can never put this on Game Pass. Yeah. And- that's that's not that's not they're not actively involved in the development of this. That's just you're you're just paying a flat sum of uh, you're you're paying a flat sum of money yeah. to just make the game available in less ways. Yeah, and like stuff like that, people have to be more in. You know, people had to be um, 
you know, be more in depth about what's going on behind the scenes and stuff, because information like that lets us know how the industry can be. And not everything is cool and hunky dory as it seems. You know, some people are doing what they can to benefit their bottom line at the end of the day. And to see Sony do that just shows that, yeah, Microsoft, they're, they're still, they still feel threatened by Microsoft. And then it's like, clearly, yeah, it is like, you know, if the acquisition does fall through with Microsoft, or whatever, and then they're worried about, you know, Mark, if they're worried about, you know, Microsoft not putting Call of Duty on their platforms, that's really saying something. I mean, we talked about before, it's like, no, I think they will put their games on multiple different platforms because it's more money for yeah. them. Well, why the they fuck? They just want it on Game Pass, yeah. man. They just want it on fucking yeah. Game Pass. Yeah, it's like, that would be the most idiotic shit to, like, remove it from the largest star play, player base. Like, no, I want, I want, I want, I want, <laughs> I like money, you like money, let's make money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Dude, I mean, look, you, you, you hit the nail on the head before anyone blows us up about us being super critical about PlayStation. Yeah. We literally did an entire episode shitting on Xbox for their, their, you know, we dropping have. of the ball for first party release in 2022. We did an entire podcast. It's called Xbox. We need to talk. It's, it's, it's yeah. a few episodes back. So yeah, some, th- there's no favoritism here. Nah, it's just, I think what it is, it's just like some people, when they hear like negativity, they associated it with us saying it's bad when that's yeah. not. And it's just, you know, when you hear something that's frustrating, it's like people, y'all got to breathe, take a deep breath. Like yeah. it's and, okay it, to yeah. be critical about things you love. Yeah. It, it, it's really okay. It's just listen to what there's listen to what the person's saying. Like listen carefully to what the person is saying too. And if it's some bullshit, you have every right to turn it off. Your feelings are validated, but also no. If you're going to accuse somebody of something, you have to make sure that the information you're accusing them of is very factual too. You know, again, your feelings. Yeah, like you've actually listened to the video and understood. Right. The point. Like again, your feelings are validated. You can feel how you feel, but at the same time too, uh, yeah, just make sure your stuff is legit when you come at people. And that's all I'm gonna say, bro. There's so much that stuff that's fair. going on too. Like the whole, I mean, I don't know how much more bad news we got because I feel like there's still, oh, we, just, we just got one. And honestly, bro, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it up to you and I'm going to ask you if you even want to bother talking about this or not. If it's, yes, let's talk about, let's bring it up. Do you, do you want to talk about Gotham Knights? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is our last, ladies and gentlemen, this is our last piece of news for the evening. Josh wants to talk about Gotham Knights. So, okay. <laughs> um, uh, no, to be fair, I had this written down, so this is not Josh's <laughs> fault. This is my fault. So, um, Josh, I'm just going to give a little preface about the news for everyone. And then of course, love to hear your take. Um, so basically, uh, Gotham Knights is not getting good reception from critics and from gamers. It's um, kind of generally considered in terms of quality right now a flop at the moment. Damn. Um, you know, but between terrible performance on, on next-gen machines and PC, like next-gen machines can't maintain a stable 30 frames per second. It's regularly like 24, 26 frames on PS5 and Series X. That's bad. Um PC versions, even uh, rigs with a 3090 are having constant choppiness. Um, and the whole game is just kind of dull feeling to people. Um, mm-hmm. Both reviewers and gamers are reporting that they don't know why it's a next-gen only game. It looks worse than Arkham Knight on PS4. That's what I've been hearing. Um, and it's really just... 
in instead of being this you know game that releases with a bang as another awesome superhero title it's just kind of crawling out from the dark with a whimper and um you know i i i was never excited for gotham knights number one i'm not interested in the bat family at all um (laughs) and number two i just don't think any of them are interesting characters Mm. um no one yell at me for that please Uh (laughs) or yell at me i don't give a shit but um uh but number two like i i i just you know from the first gameplay trailer they showed i was like this doesn't look fun yeah and it turns out it isn't so like well you know maybe you buy it and you still have fun with it which is which is cool mm-hmm. if you guys are playing gotham knights and you are actually enjoying it please let me know because a lot of people hate scorn and i'm enjoying scorn right but josh what's your reaction to this like were you excited for gotham knights at all um uh, is this no. something you're interested in or is this kind of like yeah you expected this to happen and it is what it is um i thought they would give this game sevens honestly you know, and that's that, that that's where it is. Yeah, I mean, it, but, the, the the average is a seventy, um, on on Metacritic. Yeah, <laughs> at least for the critics. I, I was um, I go. I was low key laughing despite some of these fanboys because fuck them, fuck y'all and your feelings. <laughs> well the fa- yeah the, the 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 fanboys have been vicious about any any like and and that may seem harsh but. The thing is, the fanboys on social media yeah, yeah, y'all, have y'all been made it, vicious y'all, y'all, on people. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all made it that way. It is just like yeah, y'all, any we, criticism people have had of 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 like the early gameplay yeah. is just met with just all this vitriol and hate from like the um uh the fanboys that were just obsessed with God. It's like people are being critical of something that that we're looking at and and disappointed in what we're seeing. We're allowed to yeah. be critical of it. So yeah, that's where that's coming from. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's just um yeah, like the thing for me it, it's just yeah, like we always said like the combat does not look interesting. And some of us has elaborated and we know that when it was an R- action RPG, it was like this is just doesn't this 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 doesn't sound interesting. Like let me say repetitiveness. Let's be real about one thing. A lot of us have played RPGs, right? And the thing about like a game like Elder Scrolls or Final Fantasy or whatever the case that may be that are RPG like, are the fights repetitive? Yes. But is it uh is it boring? For some people, maybe, but for people who are hardcore RPG fans, really, it's not so much. It's just an experience for them, especially when they go into one place or another. For a game at a large scale like Gotham, like Gotham Knights or whatever, uh, this game is more beneficial if it's like an action game period than an action RPG. Because the thing with that, with that, with this, you know, simplified, you know, um, you know. Uh, combat system is not made yeah. for like RPGs. So when they do these things where they put like gears and stuff, and you're just grinding for better gear, but there's really not much. Um... That, that doesn't belong in a superhero. No, game, it's, man. I'm I'm, I'm no, sorry. It, that it, doesn't make any fucking it, sense. It doesn't because they, because there's no variety for that. Yeah, they have like a lot more cool things you can do, but it's still a simplified combat. It's not like 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 I said like Skyrim where you're maximizing, you know, your skill for archery, the swordsmanship, one hand swords, the two hands swords, the clubs, and things like that. There's a very sophisticated system when it comes to combat and stuff like that. And for a game like Batman, for Gotham Knights, 
it, you can look and tell for a person who played video games for a long time, you can look and tell that it's just rinse and repeat. We see cooldown systems and everything else. That is a generic thing you see in mobile games for the most part. And that's cool for that. But for a big budget AAA game, especially for its $70 too, that is a red flag for some people. That's just a concerning sign, especially when compared to Arkham Knight. I'm sorry. People are going to compare the previous Batman yeah. game as it was. It's just what it is. To, to that's a fair that, comparison. That is a fair comparison that, to make. Yeah. Especially because, like, what, what, when did Arkham Knight come out? Like, 2015. 20... God damn. Seven years ago, yeah. people. Yeah, and you know, to be upset about that just very it's very much tells people that you're very insecure about the game you're interested in. And granted, no game is perfect. The games I love get criticized all the time. Resident Evil 4 gets criticized a lot from people. Oh yeah. And you know, and I and I dealt with that. The thing is you just got to learn to agree to disagree and move on. But like looking at it, you can just kind of tell that it just doesn't look like it, it, it doesn't look like it was finished. And then to hear that there's performance issues and things like that just, just yeah. pretty much lets you know that this game was rushed out. I knew this Severe game... Severe performance yeah, issues. I knew this game needed to be delayed. I think I said in one of my videos this game needed to be delayed. I, and then it came out, and this is the result of what's going to get. I hate to be the guy who said, I told you so, but that's just what it is. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm rarely right with my predictions in, in life in general. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm terrible at predicting things. Um, uh, but... I called Gotham Knights. That's the one thing that I I called with 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 Gotham Knights. But yeah, um, you know it is what it is. But if you guys are enjoying it though, yeah, we still want to hear why you're enjoying. Like again, I'm not. I don't want to dismiss anyone's opinion. But, there are people that are buying this game right, and right. enjoying it. I, I will say this too. Like yeah, because like IGN gave it a five. Gamespot gave it a four. PC gamer oh. PC gamer gave it a forty nine out of a hundred. If oh. I'm not mistaken. And like you said, but before I went to sleep, I did see in Metacritic it was sixty nine percent, and yeah, the game nice. it, it reviewed a little bit better than the Avengers, but even then, <laughs> oh god, yeah, <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> who gives a but, shit? <laughs> but even then, but, but even then, that's still that's still not a good thing uh, no. at, at all. It's just. You know, performers and everything that can be fixed over time. It's just you just can't fix something when it's designed and people find it repetitive, boring, yeah. and everything. Not else. the game flow. You can't fix that. You got to make yeah. a new game. Now, like as far as like but... story, like story is very <clears throat> subjective for some people. What they're into. Sure. I think like for me, I probably be interested in watching clips on YouTube to see what it is, then to play it myself. Because if it's an RPG, you know, you know, the one thing about RPGs, like I don't mind playing them, but I don't like. I don't like repetitive grinding if it's not purposeful and meaningful. I don't like that shit. You know, everything. I feel you. Yeah, that, that's just how I feel when it comes. To, I mean, that's how I feel when it comes to games in general. So it's just like, if it, if it doesn't feel purposeful or meaningful, I do not want to mess with that because I know I don't have the patience for that. I mean, I'm a grown ass yeah. man who working in long ass hour, long jobs, whatever. And I just don't have time to be putting hours into it. Like I, I want, I want to be, I want to enjoy something. That's something people got to, you know, consider mm. too. So. I think I think they shoehorned in those RPG elements to extend gameplay time. That's I believe so it, too. It, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense for that. It, I mean, it, yeah. you know what it is, big game, you know, Zach. Here's the funny thing. You, you know, you know, you know, you know what that you know what that tells me about you. It tells me that you are very self-aware about the games you play. That's. Uh, I don't like my time to be wasted in a yeah, game either. That, and I understand there's all about player engagement and stuff, but yeah, you play a game. Not every game needs RPG elements. Right. Point 
blank. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, it this, doesn't. What, 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 what Big Gaming just said, every, if you hear his <laughs> words, they basically tells you that he plays hear an ass He played an ass load of video games. And that's just, that in itself to let you know that he knows what he likes and he knows what he don't like. For example, like, you know, if you walk into a big ass room, you know, there's going to be a boss fight at some point. And long and behold, a boss fight, (laughs) a giant room that is squared off or a big circle. And you're like, hmm, it's quiet. Right. And the funny thing is, too, like predictability, it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just if if it's not enjoyable, that's the problem. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Don't. Hey, you said it all. Gotham Knights. Al. It's a game. <laughs> but like we're going to talk about something much more exciting than than uh, Gotham Knights. Back to um, the good news. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, our, our final topic for the evening. We got a Capcom presentation. Oh, did we? And we got a very lengthy gameplay trailer of Resident Evil 4 Remake. And I've been very critical of the fact that they're remaking Resident Evil 4. I was vehemently against it. Yeah. I saw this gameplay trailer. And my jaw was on the fucking floor. I stood up off the couch while I was watching it, pointing at the screen. So I I want to go over what changed my mind real quick before I hear Josh's uh, take on Good. the trailer. Go ahead, bro. Um, so just I can establish this because I'm sure some people are confused. Um, here's the thing. All of the messaging before... Th- like we really saw the game was we're creating something very different here. This is going to be a very different take on Resident Evil four. We're going for something that's more serious, more grounded. All of that was a fucking lie. They are recreating these set pieces Mm -hmm. almost Mm one-to-one. They are keeping the same gameplay loop of very high octane action Mm -hmm. headshot or leg shot into melee Mm -hmm. like which is essentially the the gameplay loop of the game is to hit a weak point stagger the enemy melee find a new uh find a new vantage point fighting the horde keep it pushing um the the cheesy one-liners are back in full force leon says cheesy one-liners all the time just like he does in resident Evil 4 they they are they're not only respecting the source material thematically, they're respecting the source material in what the actual original gameplay loop was supposed to be. Yeah. This game does not play like Resident Evil 2 Remake. It does not play like Resident Evil 3 Remake. It <laughs> plays more like, based on this trailer, a high-octane action game like Resident Evil 4 is. And I know that's going to trigger a bunch of people because, oh, we knew the, the return to survival horror. I get it. But Resident Evil 4 is an action game at its heart. It is a survival horror game, but it is an action game in in its gameplay core. Yeah. And holy fuck, they understood the assignment. Yeah. I was so impressed with this trailer. The game looks <laughs> unbelievable. And Capcom is about to remake the best game ever made. Or no, excuse me. They're about to make the best game ever made again. Yeah. Those like, dude, I am so fucking on board for this remake. I had no idea that they were they were going to be this, you know, because their language was so different that they were saying this was going to be totally different thematically. Yeah. And that trailer was like, nope, we know why you loved Resident Evil 4 so much. Yeah. We know you love the cheese. Oh, yeah. We know you love the gameplay loop. Oh, yeah. You're going to be kicking Ganados, drop kicking Ganados. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. I, I, I just I can't wait, man. I got chills watching that trailer. <laughs> I, I'm just like. 
fucking I love Resident Evil 4. God, I love Resident Evil 4. Oh yeah. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. No, no, you're, you're good. <laughs> let's 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 hear. Okay. Uh, I know you saw the trailer. What are your thoughts on yeah. on just this fucking project? Yeah, I, I I posted on TikTok until they hit me with sensitivity content, so they blurred my stuff because of the. Wait, what? What are you talking? about? Yeah, they, they 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 blurred it because like there was something in the clip that was very graphic. I'm not gonna lie, but it, it's it's, oh, it's cool. I thought they they got you for cursing or something. Oh no like that. no no, it's it's all good though. It's but um uh <laughs> so when i saw the trailer because the first time i saw the trailer when, when he did the first trailer i was like how'd you feel about it? i'm like uh it's cool it's just it didn't really show much other than it's you know it's the usual teaser shots or whatever so there's only so much you can go off of so exactly the second trailer um this word well 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 that I mean, they, they did show a second trailer, but the, the the gameplay experience, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, what the fuck's going on? You see him go to this house that's basically the first house in the first game. It's very... Yeah. Like they, it's like they... I saw they borrow, it's like they borrowed some aspects of Resident Evil 7 a little bit, where you like going to like the village, you had to go under this barbed wire or whatever to find this weird oh, place. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. And, um... Shout out to Gothiathan Games for telling me this about RE Engine stuff. Like, you know, they... Anywho, I'll, I'll get to that later. But, like, when he goes into the house, right, and um, sure, and you know he's cutting through all these corners and such. Now, my first reaction that was like, "What the fuck?" When you saw the guy coming at you and his head was like tilted sideways, uh, the first thing I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" That was my first reaction. I was like, "Why is his head turned to his side?" I'm like, "Okay, whatever. This is a different experience. It's like a whole different game and stuff." All right, I'll continue seeing what it is. And then he talks to Hunt again. I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." Yeah, um, again. So I'm still like skeptical. I'm like, eh, I don't know. This, you know, you know, they 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 might connect the they might connect the dots, but we don't know how they're gonna execute it, right? And yep. And and by the way, I have the exact same mindset as you yeah. at this point in the trailer. Yeah. Like as as you're describing it, yeah. I'm still very skeptical. Yeah, because like like when they did like the stealth part, I was like, okay, that's interesting. I'm like, okay, they, it's like okay, it's like, they're like okay, they really reimagining this stuff. Okay, uh, all right, and then. As soon as they get to the village and in the layout, now, I noticed the layout is a little bit more smaller compared to the four, in the original four. It's, it's a lot more smaller and dense, so I guess it makes it more sense for like you know intense combat, whatever. But like, dude, when when he was running in the village and he was like fighting enemies, the part that sold me when he shot that one Ganado in the head and he does that roundhouse kick, I literally screamed yep. at my, I was like, yes! That, that, that was the moment yeah. I stood up. Yeah, that I, was the moment I stood up yeah. and pointed at the TV and I felt like a kid again. Yeah, I did. I was like, they, they did yeah. it. They, I was so afraid right. they were going to keep it grounded and, and not make it over the top right. like Resident Evil 4 right. is. And, and they're not. Yeah. They know what the fuck they're doing. Right. That was the that was the moment I was like yes, and then that's oh, when I start pulling my God. camera, and start recording because they went to the house and then it's like I said like, the layout was literally identical. And then shotgun on the, the shot, wall, baby. Yeah, and then when he went outside and I saw that he jumped off the roof naturally. Now, mind you, in the original four, it was it was very specific with the animation. You had to like walk to the edge and press the button and do that. No, he yep. he fluently jumped off the roof. It's, it's the little details that matter. What caught my yeah. attention because like. It it made me like you said before. It made me felt like that thirteen year old kid again from what it was back in the day because they swarm you like that in the original game. Now, the enemy data wasn't as big as this one, but at the time it was it was intense as it was back in the day. 
But the same what they did with the improvements, bro. When these people grab you from behind and they held you in place with the guy that hit you with the chainsaw, I was like, "Yo, that's that is intense." And because the, they and, and like these are not zombies, right? They're and, not, and they know that in in like that, and this is expressed from a gameplay perspective too. Like yeah. fighting fighting the Ganados um, yeah. in Resident Evil Four. For those that haven't played, it's very different than fighting the zombies, and they yeah. still understand that for the remake. Yeah, and you said it perfectly. They understood the assignment and they improved they upon do. it. And like now, the one part that, that kind of made me laugh a little bit when they when he was like using his gun to deflect the chainsaw. I was like, I don't know if that's realistic, but I don't care. Whatever, I'm just gonna ignore that part. But, but- I don't want it to be realistic. I want it right. to be ridiculous. Right. And real quick, Josh, um, I I just need to make one correction. Go ahead. Um, that's actually a gameplay mechanic. He blocked it with his knife. Yeah, and the parry. The, the well, um, the knives are consumable in this game. Yeah, I, I, so I saw when that. You parry or block a chainsaw. You use a knife, and you have to pick up a new one. Yeah, I, I saw that, and uh, it had like a little bar, like a Resident Evil Two. And I thought that yes. that thought that, that I thought that was so cool. And then plus two, another part that got me when the guy was grabbing him and this dude used his knife to stab him up the neck. I was like, "Damn, they going with the brutality with this." They did not hold back Good. at all. And dude, seeing that trailer was just cool. And I think it's great because there's still so much more to talk about. But like, oh. we saw the big cheese. The big cheese. Remember the big cheese? Yeah, big cheese is there. I just want to say from like a gameplay aspect. Resident Evil 4 is a great game. Don't get me wrong. But in yeah. retrospect, with the re-releases of the older games, minus the uh, the Quest version of it for VR, um, the gameplay aspect, it didn't really age well over time because they're playing with newer devices and some people have... Yeah. New, new people, they, people who were playing it for, for the first time brand new, they didn't, like, they didn't like it because of the controls. And it's like, yeah, you're playing a game after other Resident Evil games. Playing Resident Evil 4 compared to like Resident Evil 2 or 3... Is very it's 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 not yeah. it's not gonna it's different it's different. There's a learning curve. It's a, it's a big learning curve. You're scaling back to the old way of playing in the GameCube, but to do this with Resident Evil Four Remake, like Resident Evil Four Remake, it needed modernization controls for a very long time. I know the people out there are gonna say like this game is not even twenty years old. It doesn't need to be remake. Which is in your point of view, you're not not that you, but like other people's point of view, your point of view is valid, but at the same time too. This was during a time when games that were 10 years old get re-released and they get updated. Resident Evil 4 needed to be updated for a very long time. And even if it's even though it's a remake, it is modernized controls and everything else. I'm glad it's getting the modernization it can get so that new fans can appreciate it like we did, you know, nearly 20 years ago. So I'm just happy with that. I literally made a post and I said I'm sold on getting this game. I felt like that 13-year-old kid again. When I played it for the first yeah, time, I did, and I can't, pl- I can't wait to play it next year. Like they, 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 they did it. I'm happy, and there's so much more they to talk it. about too. Like there, I mean, we, I know, I know, we got to go to the story part, but I'm gonna let you talk about that. Yeah, so obviously, we're gonna have like you know the the game is coming out in March. We're we're gonna be talking about yeah. this soon, mm-hmm. and like I don't want to talk too much about story stuff because that yeah. that. That we'll get into when we actually have sat down. Um, both of us have finished the game. Yeah, I'm going to tell yeah. you one thing, dude. Because they're doing this so faithfully, man, I'm going to be crying throughout this whole fucking game. Oh, damn. Just like nostalgia and reminiscing about, you know, the times playing the original version. Because I played Resident Evil uh, 4 for the first time when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. And it took me two years 
to finish the game for the first time. Oh, Two years of playing this game all the time. You know, because when you're that age, you don't just blow through games. You you play the games constantly, but you die a lot. Yeah. And you, you know, trial by fire with a lot of these games as you're as you're learning to play. But <laughs> someone told me that um, too. My comment they said they said you you play this game when you're 13. I was traumatized when I was nine. <laughs> yeah, I I, I uh, Resident Evil Four was really like I. I I hope that they nail like obviously a lot can change and, and you know who knows maybe they fuck some shit up in the final launch but but right. I'm, I'm I'm so confident in the game based on the trailer and if Capcom actually manages to capture lightning in a bottle for the second time yeah which I have said many times that Resident Evil 4 is their lightning in the bottle Capcom will never make a game that good again it's it's a truly a once in a lifetime kind of game yeah if they manage to capture it again and and a whole new generation of gamers gets that feeling that I did back when I first played Resident Evil 4 holy fuck dude we are in for something incredible yeah and 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 i this is this is the idealization of what a remake can be and the reason i still to this day yeah am am, am against remakes for the most part is because this is never how like 95 percent of the time this is not how remakes turn out and i think this might be a special special exception i think what well, do you all say too because like there are a lot of beloved. Let's go back to what I said earlier about impact about some of these games are beloved, sure. and it's like, um, Resident Evil Four. We know it's going to be a definitely going to be a complete game for sure. And, oh, it'll be complete, yeah, and, finished, and polished on launch. And, and, I, no and, question. and, I, and I think it's going to be good. You know, when it surpass the original, that'll be that'll be a whole different conversation itself. We don't know yet, but and we will have that conversation on. We we are going to have that conversation um, as. That that will be the episode for yeah. us. It, after after both of us finish the game, we are going to have a whole episode where we talk nothing else but does this surpass the original? Right. And I will say too, because like this is one of those games where I can say that this is a remake that's faithfully. Well, my Resident Evil Two and Three, they're they're well not three, but three, two, not three. Yeah, two was no, faithfully they dropped the fucking ball with three. <laughs> two was re, was faithfully recreated. You know, those are one of those examples where, okay, this is a game where you create a yeah. beloved game and it's done correct. Now, I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. That one was cool, too, but it was part of a game. It was not the full thing. But And also, they made drastic changes to the pacing and the, the story, story too. Oh, yeah, in the that story. game. Yeah. Like, they, they weren't... Fa- like, e- even if you like Final Fantasy VII Remake, they weren't faithful to the original. One guy, they they yeah. made huge changes to, to the mythos. Yeah. of 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 that universe which some people like yeah. and some people don't it felt like a, a reimagining in a sequel to the wake because it's like yeah it's like we we yeah but anywho um yeah it's just um i i can't wait to play it i know there's something else i wanted to say um regarding resident Evil 4 remake i, I can't think of top of my yeah head. i mean for me like i i like one thing while you're thinking that did you okay oh, sorry there, in in the trailer because um the, the 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 person who's voicing Ada sound she sounds very different. It's like a it sounds like a different voice actress for her. Um, well, like different from Ada in the original four, or different from Ada in uh, Resident Re- Evil Two. Resident Evil Two. 
Um, it, I can't tell you because yeah. I don't remember what Ada sounded like in Resident Evil. Yeah, 2 she remake. she has like a she has like a higher youthful kind of voice. This one she sounds a little bit more mature, but I don't know if it's the same voice actress that's trying to sound a little more mature and older. Because like even the, the like the voice actor for Leon in this game, it's the same voice actor from Resident Evil Two, but you can tell he sounds a little yeah. bit older and he has a little bit. Like a little bit of yeah. a gruff in his voice, but yeah, I mean, but but I, I'm not I'm not a fan of of Leon's current voice actor. I'm gonna be totally honest. Not not mm. saying he's not a talented voice actor. Yeah. I just don't think it fits the character. Um, I I think it fit Resident Evil Two Leon very well. I don't think it fits Resident Evil Four Leon very well. Those are two very different well, I w- personalities. I will say this as a counterpoint. One thing. Sure people have said about Resident Evil 4, like the ones who are not big fans of it, they they have, uh, I heard people say this before, they have said to me that Resident Evil 4, Leon's characterization of 4 is very different than Leon's characterization is than 2. They feel like Leon's yeah. a whole different person, and I could kind of see that because, like, he has a lot more one-liners, his whole personality is more of a bravado to it than it was when he was, like, a you know novice rookie cop. And then when then when you go to Resident Evil Six, he kind of he he doesn't have he doesn't have that much of a bravado as he did in four, so that's part. No, he's a fucking emo. Yeah, so like it, they, I'm guessing they try to make his character sound a lot more consistent, but they still going to give him the one liners. I, I I don't know, but I, I I just wanted to put that out there. So yeah, yeah I would have I would have been very mad if they didn't have the one liners, but bro, um, no, I mean Salaz- look, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Salazar. Over here looking like one of those 1700s George Washington looking motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I I was I was very like I, I'm totally cool with uh Salazar's redesign. He look old I'm too. Very interested to see what Lord Sadler looks like. You know you know one very person very interested. That's one person I really want to see is see how they look like is Krauser. Mm. He's gonna look. I'm pretty sure he, he's gonna look mean looking when it comes to that game because that dude was yeah. big as shit. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was not only a super soldier; he was fucking enhanced by the Lost Plagueis. Yeah. So I, I hope, the dude I, was a I, fucking menace. Yeah, I, I hope they do his story a little bit more justice in this one because, like, the, the I, I I like his character in four, but like when you when you play four for the first time, it, it's it's like. He just came out of nowhere and kind of just shoehorned in for a bit, but then I know like the Dark Side Chronicles they 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 explain his story a lot more better in his relation to Leon. Well, like yes, you know I, I hope they they make... were they were involved in certain um, combat missions yeah. together because like because one thing I had an issue with Resident Evil Four in retrospect the story, um, it didn't f- <laughs> in some ways, uh, like you can take away Ada. Rusker and all those other characters in the story would still be the same. And I love that about Resident Evil 4. Yeah. That's, I love how, so actually this is a good point you brought up because yeah. this does still bring in one of my concerns yeah. of, of, of the remake. I know they're, they love the mainline story of Resident Evil 4, but the best part of, or, um, of the Resident Evil franchise, but the best part about Resident Evil 4 is how removed it is from the rest of, uh, from the rest of the timeline it really has very very little to do with um the resident evil mythos as a whole and that is part of what makes it so special to me personally yeah because like yeah because like the 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 main resident evil story as far as like 
Wesker and everything else, it takes a backseat, even though it's a, it's, it plays a, a subplot to the main story. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is like Ada's character with the separate ways and her involvement with Wesker and trying to get the Lost Plagas did play a part in the Resident Evil 5, but the main story of Resident Evil 4 itself is, like you said, is so far removed from the other Resident Evil games, but that minor subplot did carry over to the other games. Yep, yeah. yep, it did. Um, but it wasn't even the main... No, it wasn't. It didn't end up it, even it, being the main driver for yeah. 5. So like, so, so I'm curious how they're going to... Yeah, cause I, I'm curious how they're going to tackle the story this time. Cause I'm pretty sure they're going to put both things in to try to make it feel yeah like you know more cause it, it seems like they're it's going to be more grounded which i don't have a problem with even though but they still gonna but i'm happy they're keeping the action i'm not, I'm not sure it will be dude because that there's nothing grounded about that fucking trailer he shot a he's he shot of a, a torch that was on fire on the ceiling it dropped onto a cow the yeah. cow caught on fire and yeah. ran into the crowd of ganadas and blew them up i mean I, I well, I think I think when people buy grounded, it's more like grounded in like like the reality of it in, in itself, because like it did feel darker, and uh, like it, it, it the, 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 yeah, it, it darker feels, I can see. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, it's not it's not taken away from the action. It's just like the story. That's like Resident Evil Four is a great game, but and and I'm not trying to criticize it, but in some ways it is a little bit cheesy. And it's like I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I like the cheese. Yeah, the, the, the I think cheese, that's part the, of the it. The cheese is good. I say like the, the approach to the story is going to feel more grounded in terms of like the acting and like the acting, the uh, the set piece and everything else. But as far as like the action, yeah. the set pieces, they'll, they'll still be there. It's just it's just more so talking about the tone of it of itself. You know what I thought of when you said cheese? What I thought of the skit you're telling me about where you're ah! like, why didn't you tell me this cheese yeah. is so good? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, yeah, you're right. I mean. I, either way, I can't wait. Oh, I, I want the one-liners to come back, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you see the part when he when he did shoot that thing and the cow got on fire? He, 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 yeah. Leon says, so you, me later. yeah, build me later for that. <laughs> oh, bro, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, oh, look, if there's one, there's a lot we're uncertain about, and I, I know we just overanalyzed the fucking four-minute trailer, but here's the thing. It's so much, bro. Um. This is one of our favorite games of all time that's yeah. getting remade. And if we know one thing about it, yep. is that we're both going to play it. Day one. And we are 100% going to talk about it on this podcast. And we will let you guys know well in advance before that episode happens. Yep. Um, that's one I don't want guests on for. That just needs to be me and you talking about Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Um, the whole episode is his Resident Evil 4. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it's going to fucking be, dude. Because, it, you know, I guarantee you that that week leading up to it, we're going to do nothing but play that fucking yeah, game. It's like the- I, I'm, I'm doing nothing but play that game. I'm probably not going to stream for that whole week. Me neither. Uh, I, 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 I don't I don't want to stream Resident Evil 4. I want to play that by myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do like I did with Resident Evil 2. I'm going to take a week off for to play that game. That's what I did. Yep. Uh, I, I, Fuck yeah. I, I would for Resident Evil 4 because why not? That is yeah. a good fucking game. Yeah, man. Yeah, also, I, um, I know we talked about it, but like, I, you know, they, they did talk about, you know, the, the, the content for Resident Evil Village and RE Verse. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I don't know how you feel about RE Verse, but I'm actually feeling a lot better for RE Verse this time than when they announced it the first time. And it seems like Capcom is really being a lot more considerate about the um the longevity of it cuz that was like my main issues with 
when Capcom try to do uh, multiplayer games off the Resident Evil franchise, it feels like a moment thing. And uh, you know, and it seems like they're 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 uh they're being more considerate with which I'm happy about. Whether sure. whether or not if it's gonna be good, we'll find out. So but I am happy about I, I am looking forward to the uh the winter's expansion just to see uh that third person mode for uh Ethan. So I don't know how you feel about that. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean look, that's a I, I think I think that's a good thing to kind of talk about. Um yeah at the end here because we do need to talk about that um i this is how i feel about reverse it, it's 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 a free edition i'm gonna try it yeah, yeah. i can't really say i'm looking forward to it um right i i i'm just capcom really has struggled to nail these multiplayer things i would have much rather them just added an online co-op to the mercenaries mode instead of doing reverse that's a good point um, but, point. uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll be wrong and reverse will be really cool. And then it's something I can continue to play, uh, um, you know, for months down the line. Um, but I think the Rose expansion is going to be good, um, for Resident Evil eight. Uh, and we're definitely going to talk about that for sure. Um, cause I think we're, I, are, are you getting the expansion, uh, when it comes out? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay, cool. So we'll, 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 you know, you guys will definitely get to hear our thoughts about that closer to Halloween. And um, they, I'm excited about the mercenaries content. Yeah, they they really not trying to sew Ethan's face. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Basic looking white dude, and they don't want to show his face. Yeah, they. <laughs> I wonder how it's going to work. We try to turn the camera. What is like? What the? What the? What is? What is? Body move to, or can you do like a full 360 and see how he looks like? Because they they're not showing his face, and I'm like, bro, why? Just show his face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they're trying to hide him I so much. I will say, um, the Shadow of Rose thing, I don't know how I feel about it. If, you know, I'll definitely give it a try. I'm not saying yeah. I'm too hyped for it. I'll definitely play it. I just don't know what the purpose is going to be. But it says it's supposed to be the last thing to end, like the the, uh, like the Winter's family's uh, storyline. So You're correct. Yep. Th- this is the end to the... Um the winter's family uh story so like resident evil 9 is going to be a new thing um i would not be surprised if um this is the last first person resident evil game not that they haven't been successful they've been incredibly successful but um i kind of get the idea capcom wants to keep it third person moving forward yeah the thing with first person is some people um some people uh Motion, uh, motion sickness is a big thing for some people when it comes to first person games, and sure, they did. They did mention that they made it for third person for for people who didn't want to play it, you know, dealing with the motion sickness and such. So I like that, you know, Capcom was very forward thinking. So I do feel like the future uh, Resident Evil games may have a first person and third person. But I hope so, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much all I have to say about Resident Evil. I said everything I can. <laughs> We, I think we've both said our piece, Josh. I think this is a perfect time to remind people yeah. that we love hearing from you guys. We appreciate you very much. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, um, you get a gold star. If you make it to the end of yeah. the podcast, you get a gold star from us. Um, yeah, I, th- this was an absolute blast. Uh, uh, another awesome episode. Yes, sir. And, um, yeah, you can hit us up at timeattackgamepodcast at gmail.com. You can, you know, you guys know where to find us at this point. Um, check, check, check the description um, for all of our 
socials and whatnot. Um, before we close out, Josh, you want to give a closing statement to the listeners? Um, I don't have anything other than to, uh, you know, stay tuned for future episodes. Definitely support, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on TikTok. Uh, same thing as uh, Josh Statics. Uh, hopefully I'll get to post some actually interesting content soon than to do it in my phone content until I get out this stupid job. But other than that, uh, same old business as usual. So, <laughs> Hey, at least you got a, a new iPhone. So your, your uh, videos are at least in good quality. Yeah, they are. So it's, it's, yeah. it's helping me on the access, the accessibility apartment. So, yeah. cool. Yes, um, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for episode 19 of the time attack gaming podcast. We love you very much and we will see you next week for episode 20. Take care. Bobby Dream.